0: Hi! Welcome to Managing Life 101. I'm Susan. I'm Jim. So good to have you guys here with us. Today, what we're going to talk about is money. Money, money, money. You know, money is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, there are two things people don't like to talk about. Money and sex. And today we're going to talk about one of them. In some of our future podcasts, we will be talking about sex also. Because this is all about managing life. It's just not one little segment of life.
1: Mm -hmm. So,
0: finances. Mm -hmm. We feel pretty good about our finances today. Yes. But that was not always the case. No. Well, you did so much better than I did.
1: That's relative.
0: Well, that's true. (laughs) That's true. We do have our ups and downs. Anyhow, before Jim and I each got together, before we got together and got married almost 31 years ago, this October. um, I had a very good job where I made a lot of money, but I spent a lot of money. So, um, do you know a concept I had never really heard of was live below your means. And I thought, wow.
1: (laughs) Why would I want to do that?
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) What sense does that make? What
0: sense does that make? Yeah. But... Fortunately, as the years went by, I have learned how to do that. But prior to that, you know, um, we're going to talk about it in two different ways. First of all, from a single individual and then as a married couple. Because we do believe in marriage. What worked for us is when we got together, we absolutely told each other. I knew everything about Jim's finances, where he stood, what was going on. And he knew everything about my finances, and I actually had some debt. And these were some great questions that he asked me when we got in together. You know, like, what? Well, what is your debt? How much money do you owe? When right you down. Owe money? Yeah.
1: Every single person you owe money to. Yeah. Every yes. single person it's you not owe like money to. It felt like there was a
0: 100 of them.
1: No. <laughs> no. Again, it's relative. <laughs> And, uh, and how much you owe them. <laughs> and then we'll systematically pay them all off. Yes. And I'll never forget this one guy that we paid off. He was absolutely stunned that he was being paid off. and um,
0: By me? Or just by anybody?
1: By you. I mean, not only you. I'm sure there was a lot of people. Okay. That makes but anyway, sense. he, was, he was one of the... Uh, he was a healer, a psychic healer. And um, nice guy. Mm-hmm. And you owed him money. Mm-hmm. We paid it. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was just I, I'm, I think it made his year. That's so good. You know, emotionally. Yeah, you know, emotionally not Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. but I mean, yeah, if you owe oh and you should pay. Right. You know.
0: I mean it's just the law it's just really the law, you know, that God first of all gives us money. There's been money in some form or other since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And really, it is a means of exchange. And what happens is when you do something, somebody's gonna pay you for it. And you pay them for a service they provide. That is what's gotten really blown out of proportion in our society today, Mm -hmm. with all the credit cards. And believe me, I, I got myself into credit card debt. It seemed like I always was having a credit card to pay off here and there. And um, for the past almost 31 years, I can say that that is not the way I manage life anymore.
1: Sure. My I mean, financial life. I was never in life. credit card debt. Um, it's just, if I couldn't afford it, I didn't buy it. Yeah. <clears throat> and um
0: See so wait, I want I, I just want you to say that again. That is such a great concept.
1: If I couldn't afford it I didn't buy it. And um and that always served me well. I bought my first home at twenty-five on the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And um there was a house in front and a little apartment in back. And if I did anything to fix it up, I paid for it right away. And so um, I just always operate. I've worked yeah. two jobs for years. When I say mm-hmm. years, probably four or five years. Um, after I bought my home, I worked full-time during the day and then part-time at night. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was always saving money and if I needed something, I bought it and yeah. paid for it. It just always operated that way. <clears throat> and then, um, later on in life that when drugs and alcohol set in, mm-hmm. um, that went out the window, yeah. you know. And, um, but the minute I got straight, got sober, and uh, of course I was in prison for my drug dealing. and um, But even in prison I, I cut hair. Um, I always was working. Yeah. I cut hair, and guys would pay me in cigarettes, and I would use those cigarettes to get my laundry done, <clears throat> get get ice cream delivered to my <laughs> cell every night, and, um... The best. The I just best. used it as barter, because I didn't smoke. Yeah. I mean, I did smoke when I first went in, but I quit that alone with everything else. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was always just used to paying for whatever I did was I got, mm-hmm. you know, and, um... I mean, to finish up our episode right now, take Dave Ramsey, financial peace. <laughs> You'll be good. Okay. Thank okay. you very We're much. We're done. We'll see you later. No. And, uh,
0: there's so much more. That, but, you know, really, that is the basic. When yeah. we got introduced to Dave Ramsey, because yeah. even when we got together, um, I made great money, as I said. I worked for Levi Strauss. Jim had his own business as an entrepreneur. So
1: legal legal life. it was
0: legal business. he was done with that other prison life. was I done <laughs> I was, was
1: sober now eight years yeah. I was home six years from prison back to yeah. the US yeah <clears throat> new day
0: and I was five years sober he was so we didn't know each other during those wild days pre-sobriety so, when we first got together, it was great to be able to just be that open and honest with somebody because mm-hmm. my money management was something that I didn't feel good about, but I never really discussed it with anybody, which was a fault right there. I mean, really, that was a fault there. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, it was just wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. You know, it still just has a little Twinge to me when I think about some of the things I did in the past, and uh, but you know what that was yesterday, and why we share these things. You know, a few uh, podcasts ago we were doing a little series on communication, and one of the keys is vulnerability, and I feel very vulnerable about this subject because although we do it well now. We didn't always do it well, and I in particular, before we got married, didn't do it well. I had my job, I never lost my job, I never had a house repossessed, I never had my car repossessed. None of that ever happened. I just wasn't that competent in certain ways. I'll actually use that word, competent, because I wasn't thinking well. I hadn't been really educated about money. So it's important to be educated about money in just the simplistic things. That is a great rule. Don't buy anything if you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, the credit card system has made it impossible, really hard, mm-hmm. for people to not buy things <clears throat> without, when they don't have the money, they just buy it. Yeah. They just figure, I'll just pay for it later. Yeah. And then it just keeps snowballing. So, yes, we mentioned Dave Ramsey, and we were introduced to Dave Ramsey, oh, I think we'd been married maybe about 10 years? Roughly. And we took the Dave Ramsey course um, at our church, mm-hmm. and it was financial peace, and it was so great that we actually said, wow, we're really going to get a handle on this. Yeah. And we, we didn't have any debt. The thing was is we didn't have debt. We actually... We're buying property and but yet we just didn't have a huge cash flow. so there was kind of always stress, and what we wanted to do was we wanted to be really good about our money mm-hmm. really good about our money so there were times before we started getting serious about this that I was usually the one, and it took me quite a few years. Um, because see, I had this fear. When I was growing up, my dad, I came from a pretty well-to-do family, and my father um, always paid the bills. But we had everything. I mean, we lived in a pretty nice place, and I had my own car, I had this and that, because I was the youngest of four. But when it came time to pay the bills, it was huge yelling and screaming around the house, because your money belief system is based off what you hear when you're growing up, when you're little. And so my money belief system was very confused that there was always money, but then oh my gosh, we're going broke. I don't get it. So subconsciously that confused me. And you know, it got to the point where it took a while. And I really thank you for your patience with me. Mm-hmm. That Jim never ever ever yelled at me about money. As if you've been listening to us all along, you know that in this coming on 31 years of our marriage, we have never yelled at each other. We have never called each other a bad name. We've never even thought it. No. Now, we have been upset with each other. Sure. We've been angry with each other. We've had disagreements. But we've never yelled at each other. Mm -hmm. So I remember the first time that I was on a business trip, and I was went went to my home in where I grew up in Northern California, and I went and I went shopping, and we had already agreed that we were going to be paying off these bills, and you know we agreed to this, and it was a certain timeline, and I knew Jim was going to be talking to me because we talked every day, so um, my mind is going and playing all these tricks on me of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to tell him? Um, When he calls, oh, I could just like hide the packages and then think when I put something on and wear it out, he'll say, oh, is that new, babe? I'll say, oh, no, honey, I've had it for a while. I mean, these crazy things, you hear this. That's called lying. Yeah, it's called lying, (laughs) exactly, which we don't do either. No. We do not lie to each other. We talk about everything and we tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was going to tell the truth, but I didn't know how it was going to come out. So we're on the phone talking. And, you know, I couldn't even focus on what you were saying because I was so concerned about when you were going to ask me. <coughs> then I finally just blurted this out and I said, oh, babe, I have to tell you something. I went shopping today and, and I bought $500 worth of clothes. I said, but they were all on sale. It was like I saved us thousands. <laughs> <laughs> is that, um, see, That's the, this is the flawed mentality that I had. I did not really say all that, but I did. And you know what? He did not yell at me. That was kind of like wow.
1: I remember that. Do you remember? It I was like your we first said, okay. few years. I said okay, babe. I said you know, you and I talked about what we need to do to get everything paid off. That you know, you your debt. Yes. And um, I said all this does is sell us back. Yeah. You know, and. Um,
0: and I felt horrible.
1: And um, and then that was it. You know, the, but I'll say this also. When we first got married, we started saving 10%. Yeah, we did. Right away. Yes. And we gave to the church. Yes. Every Sunday. All the time. And we gave to numerous other charities. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. The ones that I had given it to, because in prison, Salvation Army is very prevalent and they do a lot of good work inside. And um, so I gave to Salvation Army. Yeah. And Covenant House in LA. Does a lot for young people mm-hmm. off the streets. Mm-hmm. And um, so I gave to them. <clears throat> and, um, and you know, Wounded Warrior and other things that, because I'm a veteran. Anyway, we gave. Yeah. And we always gave. Yeah. And early and I on I would just that. say, you know what? All the bills are paid. We got five bucks
0: in, the, know. in the
1: checking account.
0: And I love. And it was all good. And it was good. It was good. So we had, I I point out some of these things that went along the way because there are things, especially in a marriage, money is one of the number one contributors to divorce. Yeah. And, you know, in communication, we mentioned this in our past podcast, but I want to remind you that communication, 70% of communication is done non-verbally. That means the moans, the groans, the sighs, the eye rolling, they, all sorts of things. The body language is, speaks volumes without saying a word. So w- I think another success for our marriage has been the fact that we do respect each other. Mm-hmm. And, and when you learn that you're doing those things of eye rolling or you're making um, kind of condescending sounds or <laughs> tones in your voice, You know, it's really good to really set up kind of parameters under which you want to communicate. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, is that please let me know if I'm communicating in a way that is disrespectful, that is, you know, non-verbal, because I don't want to do that. You have to learn, and so you get an accountability partner, and you have to move, your ego has to go, it has to Mm -hmm. go. But even in people, like in people when you're dating, you know, before you get married, it's important that you know how somebody takes care of their money. Because however they take care of their money is how they're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jim has was always really good about taking care of his money, except for that little, you know, few years of that drug thing that happened and <laughs> over and done with. But he has always been extremely generous with me and with other people. I see how he is with the people that help us when we go out to restaurants or when we're in stores. And we both are very kind to people, and that is important too, you know? And bottom line is everybody wants to be acknowledged, and everybody wants to feel good about who they are. So help people along the way. Money has a big deal about how you feel about yourself. So whatever belief system you have about money, Good, bad, or indifferent, it can always improve. Mm-hmm. The Dave Ramsey thing was just a fabulous way for us to start. Yeah. And from then on, we really have been, over the years, very smart
1: yeah. with our money. Well, there were times that we literally documented every penny yes. that we spent Yeah. for a month. Mm-hmm. Every penny. And that really gets you aware of... Um, of how you're spending money and um and impulse buying
0: oh boy that's a can thinking. be
1: a real problem Yeah. and um <laughs> i my last impulse buy was a bullwhip oh yeah this is good and uh i saw this guy on tv going you know putting out candles and lighting candles and you know cutting the candle in half and with his bullwhip and then they advertised a bullwhip, and I said, oh my God, I have one of those, mm-hmm. I have to But I mean, not just the bullwhip, like the deluxe, the long one, you know, that has the split ends, <laughs> you know, that are special <laughs> leather, you know.
0: Makes the real smack. And, sense. and
1: um, you know, I got that, I took it out back, my shoulder doesn't work right like it used to. <clears throat> I, no, couldn't do it. Coiled it up, put it in the closet. It's there. It's upstairs right now. How many? How many years later? Medi- I, I want to give it away. Yeah. I think to our pastor. Yeah. I'm going to ask him though before I give he's it to a him. Real cowboy. He is a real cowboy. Yeah. So he, if, awesome. if he will use it, I'll give it to him. Yeah. If he won't, then I'll give it to somebody else. But um, yeah. Impulse buying.
0: Yeah. Impulse buying is something that, like, you really have to become aware that that's what you're doing. And you know, the stores will always get you, too, because as you're in the checkout line, they put these really fun, desirable (laughs) items, whether they be food, fun, gifts, dog items, something right there as you're waiting in line. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, because I I want us to wrap it up a little bit because we're going to do a few more about these. All right. But... I want to highlight that it is important to open your eyes to where is is war. Did you notice that? That was a yeah. weird pronunciation. Yeah. That's good. Where? Where? Where's mm-hmm. Where is your money going? Where is your money? We used to have this commercial years ago um, when we were growing up that said, do you know where your children are? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, do, do you know where your money is? Mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey. You can go to RamseySolutions.com, and they have fantastic tools. Every dollar is an app that you can actually download onto your phone, and you can track every single penny that you spend. Now, if you're single, do that. If you're married, do that so that you all are doing this. Get make sure you get completely out of debt. Here's the process. Just the first three we're going to talk about with him. Baby step one is an emergency fund. Now, if you are a student or, you know, more just starting out in your work career, he says a minimum of $500. You really a goal. set yourself a goal for a $1,000 emergency fund. Baby step two, three to six months worth of living just in case something happens. Because an emergency, that's why it's called an emergency fund. And then baby step three is you start working. If you are in debt, he calls it the debt snowball to get out of debt. Now, when you get your when you get paid, take the first 10%, and you're gonna give that to God. That is the 10% you give to God. The next 10% you're gonna give to yourself. One of the best books that we learned all about money when we started our book club with the young women was The Richest Man in Babylon. And it was a great book to help you start to understand and learn about money. And it's a little allegory about this man that was the richest man. These two guys wanted to know how he became the richest man in Babylon. Mm -hmm. So it was great. So I think that that kind of wraps that up. Make sure you track everything. That's very important. Get an accountability partner. It's going to help you to have someone that you talk to money about. And ideally, you go to someone that you know can manage money pretty well. Let's put it this way. If you don't know anybody that can manage money well, then make it your mission. That you learn how to manage your money, and mm-hmm. then you can become an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to do some more podcasts about money, but I think that that's kind of the good stuff to start on. It's if it's not a dirty topic.
1: Impulse buy. Yeah. If you have if you get the impulse to buy something, <clears throat> put it off until the next day. If you still want it the next day, think about it. Do you really need it? Mm-hmm. Will it will use. Really, be glad you bought it next week. Right. Will it matter Mm -hmm. a week from now? Right. If you bought it, you know, and answer those questions, and Mm -hmm. impulse buying will all but stop. Yes. And uh, you'll save yourself a lot of money. It'll certainly mitigate it. That's for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and you know, money is just like anything else. It's a certain segment of our life, and if you don't manage your money, it's going to manage you. Sure. So that's us signing out from Managing Life 101 where if you don't manage your life yeah what happens
1: <laughs> it'll manage you it will big time yeah Bye-bye. bye bye bye